Today's episode is brought to you by the color green. A dazzling combination of blue and yellow, green is great for all occasions. Visit learnmoreaboutgreen.edu to find out all about green. All right, let's turn it up. From the Florida border up to Nashville, Tennessee, this is Skinnerd Reconsidered, the only podcast where I review every Leonard Skinnerd song. I'm your host, Simple Man. Hope all you captive birds are doing well, staying safe. I hate to report, we had another weird occurrence here in the Nashville area a few days back. I went out to run an errand. I'm definitely staying home as much as possible, but this was a necessity. I was going out there. I was going to be safe and careful. Hadn't checked the weather. And as soon as I went out, I noticed the wind started blowing pretty hard. Saw some dark clouds. I'm about three minutes away from the house on my drive. And all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. There's insane winds everywhere. I pulled the car over. Really not. I didn't really pull it over. It basically stopped in the middle of the road as I saw a few other cars doing. And now all of a sudden, These orange construction cones are flying at my car, hitting me. There's debris everywhere, flying into my windshield. My car starts rocking back and forth. It's very scary. So I rode that out for a second. For some reason, one of my first impulses when I thought I might be dying was to whip out my phone and start taking a video of it. I never take photos or videos of my dear family or or anything, but that seemed like the thing to do at the time. If I was going to die, I wanted someone to see how I went. It calmed down a little bit, and I immediately turned around and went back to the house. Didn't even complete my errand. This was the first time in several days I had even attempted to leave the house. And boy, did I learn my lesson. I get it, world. We're not allowed to do anything at all now. You know, people have already forgotten about the horrible tornadoes in Nashville. that did a lot of damage a while back, because of course we're all understandably wrapped up in this coronavirus awfulness. And then this happens. And no, this was not a big deal, but it's kind of the the cherry on top, if you will, on the shit Sunday that is our lives. And then just before, the only reason I'm bringing this up is just before I started recording, I saw an article talking about this storm that hit Nashville on Sunday and referring to this weather phenomenon as a derecho i don't even know how you say it d-e-r-e-c-h-o has anyone even heard of this apparently it's similar to a tornado but it's straight line winds not the whirly swirly cyclone type winds that you normally get from a tornado that's a new thing a new problem i didn't even know i had to worry about we got the murder hornets really feel like Somebody's just making shit up at this point. But I hear you loud and clear, world. Stay in the house. Hang out with the family. Make your Skinner Reconsidered podcast. Lesson learned. So it occurred to me late last night in bed, I couldn't fall asleep. By the way, 100% of my ideas for this podcast come to me when I can't fall asleep late at night. Either sometimes I'll get up and put them down on my phone. Sometimes I'll just try to remember it the next day. 
And every single time at night, it feels like the greatest idea or ideas of all time. I'm going to change the history of podcasting with these ideas. And then the next day I take a look or I remember the idea and I just think it's garbage and I hate myself for even thinking of it. At some point, a cooler head prevails. This is all just my head, but I don't know, there's a lot going on in there, it seems. And some of those ideas make it to your ears. Anyway, it occurred to me last night that I've sort of danced around a topic on this podcast that was originally meant to be one of the primary subjects up for discussion here. And that is, what does it mean to be Southern? What does it mean to be from the South? So I'd like to finally address that issue head on, as only I can. To me, Leonard Skinner is the quintessential Southern band. Let me know if I'm wrong, if you can think of a band or a musical artist that represents the South more accurately than Leonard Skinner. And by that, I mean the good and the bad. And I'll give you guys a little bit of background into my life and where I'm coming from. I did grow up in the South, obviously. I was born in Nashville. I was raised in a suburb of Nashville. It was a small town at the time. Now it's grown quite a bit. And growing up as a young kid, you don't think much about being Southern or being whatever it is you are. You just think that's the way everyone lives or you just don't think about it at all. And then when I was in my maybe young teenage years, maybe even a little bit before that, General Motors opened up a plant, a major plant, near my hometown to build this new car that no longer exists. But as a result, lots and lots of people moved into my town from Michigan. And it just so happens that I became friends with many of these filthy carpetbaggers For me, it was kind of exciting to have different people around. I didn't get along necessarily with many of the the rednecks in my hometown, and I've described what I mean by redneck before. But these are the people who, if you were artistic in any way or different in any way at all, they would insult you. They would question your sexual preferences, I will say. Those are not the words they used, trust me. But I've been called... uh, the F word, so many times in my life. (laughs) I couldn't even begin to count growing up how many times I was called the F word. And I'm not talking about fuck. You know what I mean? So there was plenty that I liked about my hometown, plenty I hated. And now all of a sudden we have all these northerners invading. And it was pretty great. I made friends with a lot of them. And at some point, it seems like every friend I had was from Michigan And I became ashamed of being Southern in some ways. I did try to lose my Southern accent. I quit saying y'all, started saying you guys. So maybe that's a little bit sad looking back, but it was mostly a positive for me. When I talk about things I couldn't connect with, my high school mascot was the rebel, if you know what that means. In the square downtown of my hometown, there was a Confederate soldier statue In high school, my friend Carl called that the runner-up trophy, which I thought was very funny. He was from Michigan. Worst of all, there is a, it's still there today, as you head north on the interstate to Nashville, very visible from the interstate is a large, just hideous-looking 
statue of Nathan Bedford Forrest on a horse. If you don't know, he was one of the generals in the Confederacy, and he is the founder of the KKK. That statue was built, unfortunately, on private property, so there's nothing anyone can do about it. I mean, even if I liked Nathan Bedford Forrest, this, just from an artistic standpoint, is the ugliest, most hideous thing I've ever seen in my life. The good news is, over the years, it's been vandalized over and over and over again. It's very large and heavy and hard to completely take down. The asshole who owns it is very committed to keeping it up. But last time I drove by it, here's some good news in these troubled times. Last time I drove by it, last few times, there's pink paint that has been someone splashed all over it in a glorious act of vandalism. And I've heard that the guy has finally had it. Either he's too old or too poor to keep fixing this thing, whatever the case may be. But this horrible statue still stands to this day, but has been properly defaced. Of course, this was around the time I quit liking Leonard Skinner. And maybe it was just the inevitable rebellious stage of a teenager, but I think there was a lot that I was right to rebel against. And then as time goes on, you come to appreciate your hometown a little bit more, maybe. At least I did. You recognize all the great things about your home, your region of origin. Personally, I think the culture of the South stands up to any culture anywhere in the world. The food, the literature, certainly the music is amazing. Since this is a music podcast, we could focus on that. But, of course, you have jazz, blues, rock, country, bluegrass, all of that from the South. And you have Southern rock. Greg Allman had a famous quote where he said, I may get this wrong, but essentially someone asked him about the phrase Southern rock, and he responded that it made no sense to him that saying Southern rock is essentially like saying rock rock because all rock has origins in the South. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing, but you get the point. So I love the South. I really wouldn't want to live anywhere else. It does bother me that Southerners are so often cast as the morons, the racists. Trust me, I get the racist part, but there are racist rednecks all over this country. It's not just Southerners. In a lot of ways, it seems like Southerners are one of the few groups of people that it's still acceptable to make fun of. So I do have Southern pride, just maybe in a different way. And there are some parts of it that are still embarrassing to me. There's obviously a lot of shame in the past. And so that's exactly why Skinnerd is the perfect representation of the South to me. Just like the South, Skinnerd is badass. They're great. They're unique. They're interesting. And they're also kind of embarrassing at times. And there are parts of it that I don't relate to at all. Having said all that, there's a new thing happening I've noticed that is starting to bother me almost as much as the blanket dismissal of the South. And this is this new Southern hipness thing. You know, Nashville is a very cool city now, but it's become sort of a fad or a trend to adopt these Southern ways. I'm talking about people who are wearing T-shirts that say, y'all come back now, or how about them biscuits? I've never seen a shirt that says, how about them biscuits? But you get the idea. It's this appropriation of southern expressions oftentimes used by people who probably would have insulted that same exact thing 20 years ago 
I don't mind the word y'all. It's come back into my vernacular. I use it sometimes. I don't really write it out. But I've noticed people who aren't even from the South will use the word y'all. They'll use it inappropriately. And it's become this silly affectation, which is embarrassing to me. I know what you're thinking. No pleasing the simple man. But to me, for all the good and the bad, it's the culture is important. The people are important, just like they are anywhere else. So don't turn it into this cutesy caricature that you can use for decorations and t-shirts and also don't dismiss it completely without understanding anything about it. So that's me tackling the South. There are much smarter people out there who've addressed this issue and I'm sure done a better job than me. I don't really know how smart I am. I did take an IQ test once. It was, it was at the Cracker Barrel while I was waiting for my food. Have you guys ever done this? Cracker Barrel, the southern country cooking chain. But the good folks at Cracker Barrel have devised this ingenious little test that looks simple, but using only colored pegs and a triangular wooden board, they put you through a series of challenges, and based on your results, the test determines if you're a genius, pretty smart, just plain dumb, or just plain ignoramus. It's hard for me to confess this, but my results were that I was just plain dumb. So that's a burden I've been carrying for a while now. That'll make no sense to our international listeners. I apologize. But how about some southern music? The song for the day is I Got the Same Old Blues. Sometimes you see the I got the part in parentheses, like a Radiohead song or something. So I'm not sure how you pronounce that, but let's go with I Got the Same Old Blues. This song was written by J.J. Kale. If I'm correct, I should have looked this up, but I think in the entire recorded Skinnerd catalog, the studio albums anyway, there are only two songs that they cover, and both of those are songs written by J.J. Kale. Of course, you guys remember the more famous one, which is Call Me the Breeze, a great one, written by J.J. Kale. And this is the second one. Let's check it out. By Leonard Skinner, this is I Got the Same Old Blues. Okay, I'm sorry, do we have the blues or are we just in a funk? Because it sounds pretty funky to me. I know you don't typically look to Skinnerd for your funk, but sometimes they can get the job done. I think I Ain't the One, one of my favorites, is pretty funky. And this one is too. Am I listening to 1970s Stevie Wonder? Well, no, I'm not, but I like what I'm hearing.
How Ronnie sings, you gave me the business. And how about this funky ass keyboard from Billy Powell? Sorry guys, I'm just swept away by this one. I'm loving it. It's working on every level. So I just let it ride for you captive birds out there. But they're throwing down this funkiness and then you get a tasty slide guitar solo. And what's kind of interesting is the lyrics, even though they weren't written by Ronnie, he chose this song for a reason. And it's within the theme of the album so far. I'm telling you guys, this is a Leonard Skinner concept album. He says, have you heard the rumor going around? My baby's got a man, Lord, way across town. It's the same old story. It's giving him the same old blues again. So once again, we got a cheating woman. Ronnie told you on the last song, trust. You can't trust your woman. can't trust your best friends. And here it sadly would appear that Ronnie has been done wrong once again. Play that harp. So now you get a harmonica solo. That's a little unusual for Skinner. Is that the second harmonica appearance we've heard so far? I think there was a little bit of harp playing on uh, Mississippi Kid. And here we are again. The harmonica solo was played by old Slapback Burnett. No, that's not true. That just that sounds like someone who would play the harp. I don't know who played the harmonica. Here, I'll look it up. Give me a second. Give me a second. I'm looking it up right now. 
Okay, the harmonica was actually played by Lee Freeman. That's pretty close. Old slappy Burnett. I Got the Same Old Blues by Leonard Skinner. That is some prime white boy funk. I enjoyed it. And what's funny, Captive Birds, is those aren't just the same old blues. We've heard Ronnie and the Boys tackle the blues in a number of different ways. Some acoustic blues, some scorching slow jam electric blues. And here's yet another take on the blues, a funky version with a great slide guitar solo and some harmonica. What more can you ask? You know I'm going to rate this song, but before we do that, our sponsor today is the color green. When you're not feeling blue and yellow is just a bit too much, green is there for you. Green is the color of money, grass, and some people's eyes. Green can be used on walls, Shirts, cars, heck, even lamps. Sometimes apples are green, but I don't like that kind too much. Visit www.learnmoreaboutgreen.edu to discover the many ways green can improve your life. Green, one of the better colors. I like green a lot. I've always been kind of a, a blue guy. That's my favorite number. <laughs> number? It's my favorite color. But green's a solid runner-up, so I would check out that website, see what more you can learn about green. One more thing before we rate the song. We might be running a little bit long here after all my southern ramblings. I'm a rambling man. <laughs> but I got an interesting email the other day from a consultant. This is somebody who reviews podcasts and runs some analytics, provides feedback to the podcast host to hopefully improve the show. And I would love to grow my audience. The prices were reasonable. So of course I gave him all my bank information and now I'm receiving some, some interesting feedback on the podcast, some of which I'm gonna try to implement into the show moving forward, this season at least, and we'll see how it goes. So let me just read you a couple thoughts that I got from this podcast consultant. Save some more for next time, but looking this over, he, let's see, ran some analytics and says that numbers show the word murder has been used 857 times so far in this podcast. And he says this is excessive for a music podcast. Try to avoid in the future. That's a solid note. I can get into that. There's a lot of ideas on here about how to increase my social media engagement. And please, if you like the show, follow us on the socials. Email me at skinneredreconsidered at gmail.com. Best of all, if you want to support the show, give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Music. It's not called iTunes anymore, but it always will be in my heart. 
but give us a five-star rating on Apple Music. But here's some thoughts from our consultant on how to increase social media engagement. He says, put out some questions to your followers that they can't help but reply to, such as, can you name a song with the word love in it? Of course, everyone can, so they'll respond. That's smart. Ask them, who is the better singer, Greg Allman or Ronnie Van Zant? Make sure that it's clear that there's only one right answer and get very angry at anyone who disagrees with you. I like that. I can do that. One more note, he says, use more emojis. Flags and eagles are on brand and effective. All right, so I'll look into that. So some good feedback. We'll keep up with this consultant. And I'll try to make improvements to the show as we go on. But now I am going to rate the song on a scale of one to five Skinnards. I'm going to give this one 4.5 Skinnards. It's my favorite on the album so far, other than the opener, Give Me Back My Bullets. So after a bit of a dip over the last couple songs, we're right back on track. We've got a great one waiting for you next time, Captive Birds. So please join us next time around. But until then, I must be traveling on.